Hey, welcome to the first episode of Just Riffin' Podcast. I'm Jay, and I'm sitting here with my boy, Teddy. What's going on? I'm Teddy, and uh, I'm going to be a reoccurring person on the show, of course, but today we have a great friend of ours from the uh, Twin Cities, Nico. Hey, I'm Nico Hospopoulos. Um I'll be on this podcast from time to time. I go to college here in Chicago, but I'm originally from a suburb of the Twin Cities. So I'm, we're just chilling here at Ted's house, hanging out. So whatever, like we're just two guys who love music, and whenever we chill, we inevitably end up talking about music. So we decided to put a couple mics in here and record what we normally do and thought someone out there might be interested in What it. better place to record it with the atmosphere of surrounding uh, concert fl- show flyers and records, and it's quite a musical, <laughs> quite a musical little room that we have going here. So I think to get us started with, a good thing to do would just be share our various music like stories, what band we first got into leading up to where we are now. So Nico, you're our guest. Do you want to start with you? But uh, how far back do you want to go into? I mean, just like remember the first band that was like your band. I don't know, man. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> how about I skip a how about I skip a few years? Is it is it more embarrassing than Lincoln Park? Uh Mindless Self Indulgence. Motley I'd, Crew. I'd say that's about the same. It's every everyone everyone goes through their uh their different their different first give first Nico the obsessions. mic. I want to hear this. Yeah. Uh, so I think like, I think the first band like I really got into was Nirvana. Sick. Like I was a crazy into like grunge music when I was like in middle school because I really started listening to music in like fifth through like sixth grade kind of in that area because like i got guitar hero and then i was like hey there's this is like music and this is cool and that's kind of actually what got me to start i don't mean to sidetrack here we should probably save this for another podcast episode but video games play such an instrumental role in my relationship with music like you mentioned guitar hero like i if it weren't for video games i wouldn't be here listening to what i normally listen to um but we can talk about that on another episode Continue. Yeah, that's so true, because, like, Guitar Hero and all that stuff just fueled my love for, like... Because I was originally, like, into, like, classic rock and stuff. Right. And then I kind of graduated from that into, like, metal, which I think the first metal band I was into was, like, Iron Maiden. And, oh, like, kind of... Yeah, I was kind of in, like, into, like, the cl- classic metal and going into, like, thrash. And around there, I think that's when I started getting into, like, punk. Like, I was kind of into ska for a while. really liked, like, Rancid, No Effects. Um, I was kind of into, I was like kind of a casual Sex Pistols fan for a while. I was super into them. Uh, and then kind of from there, I just the entry off. level punk rock band. Yeah, essentially. And like, I was kind of going like at the same time. So I guess the, like, I would say, I guess like the metal and like punk aspect kind of fused when I started like getting into grindcore. Okay. From there, because obviously that genre that bar- borrows as much from metal as it does punk. What grindcore bands did you get into? Uh, I was really into like Napalm Death, uh, Nazum, Pig Destroyer. Uh, let me think who else. It's just been a while since yeah. I've thought of these bands. Wow. I should like break them out. Um, what's that? Rotten Sound. Rotten cool. Sound was a cool. big one. Those, I think, were my, like, biggest ones. And I was, like, looking at, like, power violence and stuff. And then at some point I was, like, listening to music and I, like, found Converge. Excellent. And since, like, like they're just – especially, like, because I think 
I think the first song was Concubine. It was something off of Jane Doe. It was probably Concubine. Like, I just, like, because I, like, was, like, oh, this is some cool, because I thought it was Grind at the time. I'm, like, cool, right. Grind. Like, but I, like, it, like, felt kind of different. And so from there, I, like, branched off into, like, all of, like, the Death Wish catalog and then eventually just, like, start getting into hardcore. Is Converge, like, what you would call your first hardcore band? I guess, yeah, although I was really into, like, Black Flag and, like... Because, uh, like, I'm sure everyone's going to figure this out pretty quickly when they listen to it, but the three of us all know each other through, like, the Chicago hardcore scene. Yeah. Um, we all met going to shows, and then we all got pretty tight and started hanging out afterwards. Uh, I had to step out of the room for a second, but... uh. So are we still on the subject of uh, bands, of our first bands that we got We're into? still, we're listening to Nico's musical story. All right, so for... He's not done. He's not <laughs> what done? are you doing? Nico just passed me the mic, so... <laughs> you asked for it, Ted. I was being a so good... So we were, we were about to hear Nico's first hardcore band. Um. All right, so I think that would, like, my first, like, straight-up hardcore band would probably be, like, Black Flag. I was listening to, like... Black Flag. I listen to the Exploited like cool. quite a bit. The Exploited, is one of my the Exploited are great. Yeah, that one song the like I I think like Maggie was like the song that like really got me into them because it was just so freaking aggressive. Yeah. And at some point like I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like I was like really like tired of like metal because at the time because I was like kind of frustrated because sometimes I feel like especially with like modern metal a lot of the aggression is lost on just like the overproduced like triggered drums and shit and so like when I'd hear like heart like old punk and hardcore recordings it was just like I dug the shit out of that because I felt like I got this like emotion that just didn't come through as much in metal you know yeah yeah, that's, like, something I've always noticed is, like, metal is, like, cool and interesting to listen to, but in terms of the stories being told, I've never found it relatable. Yeah. I mean, not to say that there aren't, like, metal bands with, like, For sure. great lyricism Absolutely. and stuff. Like, like, one of my, like, old favorite, well, they're, I guess I'd still call them one of my favorite bands, Opeth, like, I, okay. they have really, like, cool abstract lyrics, but at the same time, like, it's, like, they're more, like, artsy than anything, and I just feel like a lot of like yeah metal just gets lost on like the brutality or just like mm-hmm. how like beautiful everything's supposed to sound um i'm gonna pass the mic over to ted here because i've been talking a while but i guess that's kind of an overview of my listen and my, so where are you at right now just to wrap it all up your like story of music uh hardcore I, kid where how would you describe yourself well, where are you at musically i'm a i guess i'm a definitely like i would definitely call myself a hardcore kid Strangely enough, I still play in a prog metal band because I mean we're like, still waiting for that album to drop. By the yeah, way, it's an EP, Intrinsic Rebirth EP. It's gonna be dropping April fourteenth. Plan a release show in Minnesota. Catch it. All right, but yeah, like I would say it's kind of a weird thing where it's like, ever since I moved to Chicago, I've been like split between like the Minnesota and Chicago hardcore scenes, which obviously like go hand in hand. Cause like if you meet one person who's into hardcore, usually you're going to like get along no matter where For you're sure. from. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess that that's just what I would say. It's like, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pass it over to Ted here. See you.
I was going to comment on the subject of like how you were transitioning from getting into metal into hardcore. I would that brought me back to um one of my uh favorite New York hardcore bands Sick of It All. In fact, they're um <clears throat> The man, the members of Sick of It All actually went down the same route, getting into like Black Sabbath, Maiden, and then later on uh, bands like Agnostic Front, Your Murphy's Law. But um, one quote by Lou Cooler that always like comes to mind is that now, not to bash like any metal bands, because me- me- metal's metal's tight. I may not listen to metal all the time, but but like when it comes to met the lyricism, lyricism in metal. Metal bands are singing about like dragons and witches and all these like fucking sorcerers and wizards, while uh, hardcore, hardcore punk is is like you don't find about Dragon reality. Force relatable. Oh, uh, you know what? Dragon Force is definitely rela- definitely relatable because on my way to and from work, I gotta fucking battle all of these fucking wizards and witches and what and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna hand it back over to Nico for a second. I really think that, like, the insane, like, 10-minute-long keyboard solos of Dragon Force really, like, soundtrack my day. Hey, I really relate. I don't know what I was saying. I'm going to stop right there. I was I was trying to go fun and be funny with that, but I didn't. Okay, bye. Uh, but, like, going back, metal, for, for some reason, just, like, metal hasn't... Metal hasn't always always done it for me. Growing up, when I was in middle school, that was the uh, first genre that I really that I really got that I really first like gained a fascination with. This is gonna sound like kind of embarrassing, but I guess like Motley, Motley Crue and uh, Bon Jovi, a lot of hair metal. Zach, our um, t- our sound guy, is nodding to me. Zach and I have Zach's pretty much my. Um, my go-to guy throughout music over the years, but uh, what started off with metal eventually led led into industrial. A lot of like old-school goth stuff from The Cure to Alien Sex Fiend. You got your Susie and the Banshees. You got your Bauhaus and your, of course, Skinny Puppies. That's that was a uh, one band that still up to this day holds a sole important role in my life, not only musically but creativity and um also like it what i want to do like profession profession wise um and that later i feel like skinny puppy was like the uh, map that branched everything out to me and a kind of like what i got into a punk rock and then later into hardcore of course yeah um I'm probably about to be crucified on the internet but i (laughs) it was like the end of middle school in my two bands were like Shinedown and Lincoln Park. I was in that whole like angsty Breaking Benjamin sound. He's saying of end of middle school. What he really means is end of high school. <laughs> no, because actually going in my first year of high school, I distinctly remember my favorite album was Hybrid Theory by Lincoln Park. For anybody who laughs, you all listen to that album. Everyone listening to this, everyone in this room enjoyed that album. Okay, I've actually never been into Linkin Park, but I'll do you one better. Like, around my freshman year of high school, I was definitely really into Attila. So, oh, that's like, worse than yeah, Linkin Park. Yeah, so you don't have to feel bad. You can all crucify um, me instead. Hold up. I got you all beat. I got everyone in this fucking room beat. I was in the insane clown posse. You do have every, you do have everyone. I got everyone beat. destroyed in this room. 
I'm not ashamed of it. Where, where's your hatchet man necklace? It's somewhere in this room. I know it is. You know, I sold that to a... Um, Where are you hiding that tattoo? You've got to have one, right? Oh, it's covered up. Okay. It's covered up. Okay. I sold all my uh, insane Inferno clown posse gear to this uh, little juggalo in training that I met in high school. He was getting picked on. And I was like, hey, here, you could... Here, have some of my have these shirts that have goofy, spooky-looking clowns on them, and didn't now it's your you turn tell, to get your ass you beat. Tell me, you went to an ICP show with your dad? He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Believe me, he, my dad is all about like Clearance Clearwater Revival and uh, the Temptations like and Motown, but he he was he thought it was something from out of this world. Now I gotta take my dad to a, a Kubla Khan or a Drowning show and. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see what's Here, happening. Dad, throw this trash can. Yeah. I took my mom to see Code Orange and Twitching Tongues in a basement. Oh my God. That was also my. Well, did okay. your mom? Did your mom throw down? Did she crowd kill? Nah, I nah. She saw me almost die. But like, <laughs> okay, it was in a like commu- basement of a community center, so it wasn't some uh, like a house show. Mm-hmm. But it was still like just. That's at, was at the mini ha free space. That place doesn't have hardcore shows anymore because they fucking hate us. Because of Code Orange and Twitching Tongues. Yeah. Also, apparently, when that like expire bent life suburban scum, it was like Rot- misery, rotting out in misery. Out. Yeah. yeah. That people were like punching out the ceiling because it was like those like tile. Oh, dude, like, that's sick. No, it's sick, <laughs> but I don't think they liked us that much. Apparently, you can still book there, but you have to like go through a certain person. Because they're the only person gotcha. who doesn't want us all to die. Go through like you mean like go through like you gotta like fucking like fight a certain person, and after that you have another booking boss you gotta fight, and then you gotta punch his lights out and punch his. So I out. entered into high school really enjoying Lincoln Park, <laughs> um, and I remember I got I just got bored of it, and I was like the in between phase where you were like looking for the next music that was yours. You're looking for something to feel. And a part I had of. I had. Like I was talking to some people that were like really into metal, but it just wasn't doing it for me. And my friend was just like had her music on shuffle and like all of the small things played by Blink-182. And it was like, I I don't know why, but it grabbed me. And I was just like, what is this? And she told me Blink-182 and I like found their greatest. I found their greatest hits at the public library, ripped an MP3 of it. And like, I would just like listen to that greatest hits on repeat just for hours and hours and hours. And um, Blink was the first band that like, had the word punk associated with it of course and so like blink 182 would get me into green day which would get me into rancid which would get me into black flag and so on and so forth minor threats i started listening to all like the entry-level punk rock bands and started calling myself a punk (laughs) made a denim vest with a lot of really eclectic band patches charged your hair up that don't i never did that actually but i i I dove in, I I dove in I deep and tried to download everything I could. Um, started going to a couple shows. Um, believe it or not, I did not discover hardcore until I came to Chicago. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, and I am in love with our hardcore scene down there. But I didn't discover hardcore until I moved to Chicago. Um, I was getting like bored with all the punk rock stuff, and me and Ted have a mutual friend who lives out in Texas who just started slowly sharing me like a little heavier music. And so like, I would talk about like black flag and minor threat and he'd be like, well, maybe you'd like something a little heavier. And around that time I found like the New York hardcore bands, which I still 
yeah. thought was like punk rock, but they were all labeled it's like got punk aspects to them. That's th- the thing. They though. were all like, but they had the word hardcore attached oh, to yeah. them, and so I like yeah. dove off of that, and I'm like, I'm going around going, I like hardcore, and <laughs> uh, it was around that time I I saw Judge play, and I had no idea what the hell I was about to watch. Yeah. Um, ended up leaving their set early to catch Descendants because this was at a Ooh. festival really regret that you decision up because you would have went on to see descendants later on that same summer <laughs> so i it was the descendants first time playing atlanta in 18 years oh, though facts. All right. um was, i don't know when it was the first time in how many years judge played but i didn't know judge that much at the time um but so yeah like saw half a judge set it was like throwing around this huh i i, I can dig this hardcore stuff uh moved up to chicago and caught H2O, Angel Dust, and Give, which Aww. was a, which I had a blast at. And so that was like the first show where I was like, I can maybe I can get into like hardcore music. Um, and so that's when I really dove in and I started like looking for hardcore bands. And our friend Everett started showing me like Terror and Expire and um, and Comeback Kid and stuff like that. Comeback Kid. And so I, I, I really, really got into it. Um, and I kind of just dove headfirst into it. I started looking for all the hardcore bands, every different sound. I'll go from listening to Gorilla Biscuits to Kublai Khan and back and forth. I listened to it all um, and started really going to shows. Um, and it wasn't until hardcore where I considered myself part of a scene. And that's why I think it's so special to me because like, I enjoyed punk rock, but I would... And I would go to shows, but I'd be seeing like Pennywise and the Offspring, like the big name I mean, bands. You'd be seeing like not that there's anything wrong with you. You'd be seeing like thirty, forty, fifty year old fucking dudes charged up with like their mohawks and everything. And you know, it's part of some there's something about that where you kind of aware like there's there's sort of like a lack of like of um, youth involved. I'm not saying like you go to a show, you've got to be of like a certain age. And, and everything, but, you know, when you go with these, like, local hardcore punk rock shows, especially if you're seeing a new, a much newer band like, like, Bent Life or Rot or Bent Life or uh, Stone, you're going to be seeing, like, kids, like, your same age from different parts of your city, let alone different parts of your state that pack their shit up, get into a car, and drive, and drive, like, hours out to the closest venue. Luckily enough, well... We all we all we all live in Chicago. These these two are like out of state going to going to school here. But luckily enough, I I live in Chicago. I live right by a uh, right by a CTA station where I could just hop on the train and go down to a show and like see all these different people. And there's that, always something yeah. happening wherever you look. Absolutely, Chicago's a great music city, even like beyond punk and hardcore. Like. Yeah. If you, if you enjoy music, Chicago, oh, yeah. you should check out. It's home of the legendary Wax Tracks record. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hardcore was, like, it, the first, like, local show or the first, like, DIY show. It was Hardcore. I never had any of that with, like, punk stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, Hardcore is when I felt like I was a part of a scene and part of a community. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Hardcore bands also just, like... But I think I love one thing I love about the scene, at least in Minnesota and I guess both in Chicago, just like from what I've seen is like they take a lot more initiative to actually like set up a show and like be playing shows because I just feel like a lot of people in other genres are content to like just like hop on shows and play music, which and you 
like a, honestly a, there were a lot of bands in like the metal scene that would just like oh we're just gonna go play a show and we just have to sell x amount of tickets cool and it's like there'd be stuff like that but like it, what made me angry is it felt like no bands want to take the initiative to actually like set up a show where they would actually like be able to like get money and use it towards their band to like better I, them. I know I'm going to get flack for this cause I know there are metal bands and there are punk bands who are still like really doing it. But like from everything I've seen, hardcore is like where the majority of the bands are putting in the work, yeah. so to speak. They're the ones like booking the DIY shows. They're the ones hopping in a van to get wherever they are. The punk shows I've been to lately, it feels like the bands are, like, phoning it in, so to speak. And, like, like for the most part, you go to a hardcore show, they're playing like it'll be their last show ever. And that's something I really appreciate. The minute a musician, like, phones it in and or, like, doesn't care, I they're done. Yeah. One I, thing I, I absolutely love and greatly admire in a lot of the uh, people, in a lot of the people that are involved in the Chicago scene is... All of these terrific benefit shows that are put on by people like, like um, Brian 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 from Drowning, scary motherfucker, but <laughs> incredibly incredibly friendly friendly guy. He puts on the uh, Brian Brian loves the kids shows every every time around around the holidays around Christmas. You and me went to Donna, a show like a week or two ago. Um, oh yeah, where we through saw, and through. Where we saw through and through. Oh, Saren. It was hardcore helps the homeless. Yeah, yeah that's it was. Right. They were collecting like donations, like yeah. socks and underwear and stuff, to donate to like homeless shelters. What's crazy is that that same night there was also another show going on at Jurassic Park, I believe, or it might have been the night before, and it was a um, benefit to a uh, local dog shelter. Yeah, local, a local dog shelter. One of those is happening in Atlanta in. Oh yeah, June, I saw I that. Yeah. Um, Revenge seasons on that bill, Reven- along with that- Left Behind. Left yeah. behind, so you know uh, that's gonna yeah. be fucking wild. You if know? you're like anywhere in the southeast, try to make it. It's like June third at No Man's Land, like skate park, like Revenge Seasons playing Vatic- Vatican Joy, uh, Forced Neglect. Um, I can link the event page in the description for this podcast. But if you can make it, I would highly recommend checking out that show. Is Joy isn't from Atlanta, are they? I believe they're from North Carolina. Yeah, because I just checked out Joy for a, like a little bit ago because they had a. I think they had a show with Hanging Moon a few months back at. Was it at that at Royal Skate? It may have been. Yeah, but I would like, and I knew Hanging Moon was freaking sweet, and so mm-hmm. I checked out Joy, and I was just like, oh my god. There's been this like the Southeast, like Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida have kind of created their own like, like scene out of their various separate scenes and so bands southeast are blood <laughs> sure <laughs> bands are like constantly <laughs> traveling between states like a band from virginia a band from north carolina and a band from uh georgia just all went on tour together uh, um yeah i think that's really cool it's like in minnesota we kind of get that because we get we get like people i always see people from iowa up at the minnesota shows like mm-hmm. we get like my this dude I know, Noah Kofut, who plays drums in a band called Cut the Tongue. I always see him at Minnesota shows and, like, Cut the Tongue and we'll always, like, play in Minnesota fairly often. And, like, we and like lately we've been getting, like, more Minnesota bands, like, Fenced In or More Weight down in Iowa playing More Weight's More Weight's heavy. Jay more, and I were jamming out the More Weight. More right Weight there. is heavy. Uh, oh, shout yeah. out Damon. Shout out Carter. Shout out Gabe. Shout, shout out, out Damon for Damon. bruising my skull at the Expire show. Damon's Damn. a crazy motherfucker, and I've only met that guy once, but 
we got to you've got to come down to chicago sometime <laughs> like the the my baby i love, I love the, you i love you baboon <laughs> m- like the mini scenes making one bigger scene is like happening all over the place i mean uh-huh. you were joking about it but midwest blood the entire oh, yeah. Mid- yeah. The entire Midwest of the U.S. has created their own Got scene. Bent Life, Nebraska. Some of the like no victory, Gary. Indiana. Some of the most interesting and like heaviest hardcore is happening yeah. there right now. Yeah, dude. Just back to what I was saying about Minnesota. Sorry if this is just a little like. Uh, no, go on, dude. No, 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 no. There's one thing I found really interesting is like, well, there's this band. They were called Atrocities. They're called Warp right now, but they were called Atrocities at the time. That were from Fargo, and for a while they like were based in Fargo, but they would come to Minnesota and like they would, people would get like super violent for their shit. Like mm-hmm. as if they were like a big Minnesota band, which they basically were. And like, they'd always be down here for like fests or like shows or whatever. And eventually, eventually I, I don't quote me on this. I think they're, and eventually they're kind of like moving down from Fargo over to Minnesota so they can like, because that's like where their fan base is, which I just think is really freaking cool. Cause like they are homies with everyone in the scene. And so that's just so crazy to me that like <clears throat> us, like us and them, like they came together and we kind of absorbed them in a way. And same with like, there's another band from Fargo called swing low that always plays here. If you haven't checked out Swing Low, you should really check out Swing Low. Also check out War Prayer. Just like both those bands are super heavy, really great dudes. Just really sick stuff. So Swing Low, a beatdown band? Uh, not straight. I would say they're more of like a like heavier like metallic hardcore band. All right. Kind of thrashy. They but they're not like straight up like power trip level yeah every time i hear swing and like a name or a sentence immediately what comes to mind is just like beat down because uh-huh. motherfuckers in the beat down scene swing on yeah. side and i get <laughs> i get rocked in the jaw rocked in the head rocked in the nose Dude. it's it's wild <laughs> my friend on friday my friend my friend matt this was actually during swing low's set he straight up we were at the garage in minnesota and he straight up punched me in the face uh-huh. and like it, it's like he's a big dude like he's like damon big yeah I so get he's you. like so i he like punched me in the face and then my head slammed the wall and so i got my shit rocked <laughs> that was funny that sounds like yeah. a solid time. Um, definitely go for a show right now. <laughs> I'll just beat the shit out of you. We've kind of been touching like around right. it. <laughs> We've been touching around it for a while with Midwest Blood and us all like ending at like hardcore musical journeys. So uh, we had an emotional weekend. Expire. Expire. We, we saw Expire's final show ever. And About the, to comment if on there's, the... If there's one thing the three of us agree on, it's that we fucking love Expire. Oh. Most definitely. I, I, I cried on I cried on Saturday. I definitely like cried on Sunday. And I was definitely like lit, walking around on Monday during classes, like gonna get coffee or whatever, just like tearing up because I was listening to Pendulum Swings. I've Bro, been listening to all their stuff nonstop yeah, lately, and same. I same. That Sunday afterwards, the the Sunday we we get we get home from we get home from the show the following Sunday. I go to like listen to some music and I can't fucking listen to anything except for Expire. But when I listen to Expire, I can't help but think to myself, "Fuck, 
I'm never going to see these bad. I'm never going to see these guys ever again. And I got into them during their a great friend of mine that I met from going to uh, going to a city college. Jonathan Hernandez introduced me to introduced me to Expire, and I caught their show with Rotting Out a few years back at the Beat Kitchen. From there, I just started like growing with them. They grew. They I was instantly hooked right when I heard Pretty Low. Right when I heard Gravity. Um, just don't, just fine, abyss, anxiety, just a, a terrific, yeah, if it, that's another song that, that, that they didn't play, right that's, that they was, didn't play that they song. didn't play a couple of songs, and bark I Bark and Pills have become two of my favorites. Yes, um, and you got to hear Bark. Spit out. Wait, spit out. <laughs> they, they started the set with Bark. I never heard my favorite Expire song. Um, I lo- I love their song Vultures, and I never got to hear it live. I so. never got to hear Gravity, but you know what? That's okay because, well, actually, you know what? That's not okay. I want Expire to get back together. Let's just let's just hope they become like TUI and are just like, hey, we're back, randomly. That'd that be great. Would follow, I love that. That would follow the model of one of the members going off doing their own band for a while. Oh yeah, then... yeah. Zag Deer with Stone. Yeah. Um. But I, 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 we love this band, so I think it'd be cool if we just talked about our personal like experiences with and how we got into Expire and our journey with that band. I could go on for hours. I've seen them like seven. What was eight the times. first time you saw them? <laughs> oh, the first time I saw them was at the uh, Beat Kitchen with. Um, uh, it was a crazy. It was a. It was a wild show. It was with Rotting Out. Rotting Out was headlining. So you know that was my first and last time seeing Rotting Out. Which <laughs> at the at at the time that was that was wild. Suburban Scum. Now um going 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 back a little bit. This was my first like legit like new school hardcore show that I've been to where all the bands came out at least like within the past within the past like seven years at the time. You had Rotting Out, you had Bent Life, you had Misery, Subscum, and of course Expire. And during this time period, I was just transitioning into getting into like the new school hardcore because at the time I was into, I was, oh, I still am into your Sick of It All, Gnostic Front, Madball, Biohazard, of course. But this was, this show was, this show was fucking wild. I've never seen anything like it. Suburban Scum's Pit looked like a gang initiation beating. I swear to God that I saw motherfuckers getting dragged out of dragged out of that pit and um let's see I remember going there with a close fr- extreme really a close friend of mine named uh, Kissy we met up with um of course I mentioned him earlier my uh, buddy Jonathan Hernandez and later on went on to introduce me to his friends um Benny Benny Bull that's not your fucking last name but <laughs> we're gonna go with what's on Facebook and uh of course Eric Santino who um plays in plays in a really great incredibly unique uh local band called Death of Massive Stars but we'll get back to that another day but <laughs> going back going back to Expire the other thing is I've met so many different people through through this band and um let's see here that was at the that was at the Beat Kitchen uh, and it's funny you mention meeting people through Expire because Expire was the second show you and I ever went that's to that's right and Yo, that just reminds me, like, the first time I ever saw Expire, I went with my friends, Gabe, Carter, and Theo, and Theo's like a metalcore kid, and we, me and Gabe, 
like me, Gabe, and Theo have been friends forever. So like we fought really. Me and Gabe were like really getting into hardcore at the time. Well, like I guess we'd been into hardcore, but we were more like into it. And then obviously he was. And then we finally managed to drag him along, and that was just a really cool show. Like having him experience that, and he was like really digging it. And the funny thing about this, that's actually where I met. That's where me and Gabe met Grace and Damon, who ended up they ju- forming more weight with Carter. So like, oh yeah, I was talking to Damon like the day after the show, and then and he's just like, yeah, Expire was like one of the reasons that more weight formed because like that's when they all met, which is like crazy. And I met oh I met Justin at that show too, so I met a lot of people at the first time. Rodrigo. Oh, I met Rodrigo the second time I was there. That was weird. We miss you, buddy. Come I back. miss you so much, Rodrigo. Come back from Spain. Please. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, so um, one of the first shows I ever went to with Ted was Stick to Your Guns, Stray from the Path, Expire, and Knocked Loose at a venue here called The Bottom Lounge. Uh, and that was my first time ever seeing Expire. Um, but the real show was at the end of that same month, we drove up to a suburb of uh, Chicago called Elgin and saw Expire play a basement. That yeah. was, to this day, one of my favorite shows I've ever oh, attended. Oh, absolutely. And you had, the, you had some great heavyweight local acts on that bill, too. Bitter End, Karma, and Malintent. Bitter of Thoughts. Course. Bitter. Yeah, you, you, know, you know where I'm going to get the confusion. I just don't want to, yeah, if yeah. they're like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bitter End played in this dude's basement. <laughs> where is Bitter End from, anyways? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like I kind of listened to them but I didn't really listen to them till Saturday and when we saw them and when they were really good by the way but I was just oh, like yeah. yeah I don't know why for some reason you know when you listen to something and you get you so you could sort of like get a vibe of like what their sound is and um like example like um rotting out rotting out references like a lot of places in LA so you're gonna know they're they're from LA bitter and I don't know why they they have kind of I'm pissing in the wind here. I'd say that I don't know, probably from the east somewhere on the east coast. Bitter End is from San Antonio, Texas. That was my fucking second and guess. And is signed to Deathwish Records. Great label. That was my second guess. I was going to say somewhere down south near like Albuquerque or fucking or Dallas. I didn't know they were in they're signed to Deathwish. That's weird. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like, I mean I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Just like usually when I think Deathwish, I think of the more like artsy hardcore bands. For sure. That like take a note from integrity, like like Trap Them, uh, Blacklisted, Cursed. Cursed was on Deathwish, right? I, I mean, uh, maybe. Um, something. True Love was definitely on Deathwish, though, right? True. I They may have been. I know they're a Bridge Nine band now. Yeah, I Aww. see they're on Bridge Nine a lot. Um, All right, never mind. But, never mind. To circle back to what we were talking about, I don't think anything cements a friendship with us more than a good expire show. Um, we're never going to have one ever again. I guess so we're not going to make any more friends. Um, <laughs> oh, well. At least we so, have good ones. Yeah. Uh, we just got to make sure we don't piss each other off and like lose our friends. Cause that, house show was, <laughs> that house show was the last time any of us saw expire, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, yeah, before up until the last two and shows. And then... Nico was out of town, but Ted and I caught Expire's last show in Chicago, which 
was a war zone. The that pit was intended. insane. Um, that pit was wild. There and was I've... literally vomit spread across the floor. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> did, did we not tell you that? Brain no, down. no one told me about that. Yeah, bro. I oh, and of course you're not going to be able to see it because it's a podcast. Ted don't and let I have, yeah, have don't let the eye, black eyes. Don't let don't let the uh, purple eye fool you. It's not mascara. It's uh, it's uh, fucking it's. What 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 shoes do hard kids hardcore kids wear? It's Vans high tops. It's New Balance. <laughs> I got kicked so hard in the back. You can identify it as a vegan leather Doc Martin because you can see the tread <laughs> in my back. I got home after that show and like my shoulder is entirely bruised. I've like my leg is scraped all up. I've got bruises all over. I had one bruised eye, and then when we saw expire again. <laughs> It got was, hit in the eye again. Yeah. It was during the Bent Life set. And if if the dude who hit me is listening to this, I hope you worked out whatever you were going through because I'm pretty sure this dude was working something out. Oh, for he real. was on stage, kicked somebody, like brought his arm down someone else and grabbed my head and punched me in the eye. Wait, was this the Camel Pants dude? Maybe. It, okay. You can see it in the video online. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah you, I have this yeah. weird trend of every time I see Bent Life, I get my ass beat. Um, <laughs> love that band. It was a great time. Um, so, yeah, we Expire was a war zone on Thursday, their last Chicago show. Then we all loaded up a van and road tripped out to Milwaukee to see them play one last time. Road tripped yeah. out. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for letting us use your van. Thank you, Keegan, for driving. Thank you, Keegan, for driving. Thank you. Thank oh. you, Kissy, for the uh, dire- directions to get out to Milwaukee because we all know that if I was co-pilot, we got fucking lost, ended up <laughs> ended up probably going to Michigan or something. But, oh, sorry. Read Justin and Trent. Thank you for driving me up because I would have not been able to go to that show either way. Because I was in Minnesota at the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is like six-hour drive, I think. Six. So, sh- that's a road trip. I mean, yeah, we won't. You had yeah. <laughs> you have five. You have like five hours on us. It took us what like what? What do you think? Like an hour and thirty minutes to get out there. Went yeah. past Six Flags, which was pretty cool. <laughs> so like, either from that last show or just in general, does anybody have like a story of like expire that special to them? I know for me. Um, my girlfriend Haley and I we share music back and forth all the time, and she loves expire. Uh, she's living down in Georgia at the time, or at, yeah, at the time. Um, and she wouldn't have been able to see them, but we somehow worked it out where she flew up, stayed with me for a week, and we got to she got to come along and see Expire before they called it quits, which was really special for me and her. Uh, yeah, dude, that's sick. But like, I don't know if this is like because I kind of told you the cool story I have with Expire with like the first time I saw them, right? But I guess one cool thing for. I- that I got from Expire is cause, like, I just like one thing I love about Expire, their lyricism is just Josh's lyricism is just like so like relevant and yeah. just like I don't know, it just like touches on a lot of things that I like feel and just want. I remember the one, the one line in uh, for some reason, I thought it was saying I had it in my head. No, no, it's in abyss, not anxiety. In abyss, where he says like, "How can I love you if I can't love myself?" Mm-hmm. Like that line just really resonated with me because like, like a lot of my life, I've, I've had like times where 
I just like don't have the best self image of myself mm-hmm. and like and that's like affected my relationships with other people and mm-hmm. like something about like that just like coming through and it just like when I first heard that it just like hit me and it makes you feel like you're not the only one that that that's, feels this sort of way so in a sense like you just makes you not feel alone which which sucks being alone but makes it a little less shittier when you are able to connect it with uh with someone else yeah yeah also it's like the solution it's almost like this like it was almost like an epiphany that i just like for like a day or two was just kind of like repeated that phrase around in my head and it was just like it just like makes so much sense and that's one of the things i love about hardcore in general is like sure there's a lot of just like beat your ass riffs and just like just like angry just yelling music but the vast majority of it is a lot about like self-growth and like trying to like helping yourself through something and trying to make the world a better place even the angriest hardcore i found still has a positive message deep down whether it's specifically said in the lyrics or it's something the singer talks about on stage it's hardcore is a very positive force in my life yeah um there's a one quick story I think that we should talk about with Ted's relationship with Xpire. He yeah, is so many. He's affectionately stories. known as the shovel guy. Shovel to uh, shovel. Do play you, shovel. Play shovel. Do you do you want to explain that or should I? Ted needs I'll to let you explain it, and then I'll fill in. So okay. I, he started this before I started catching shows with him. But every time we would see Xpire, Ted would yell out, "Play shovel." shovel like alluding to the line in pretty low yeah um the part that's hilarious for me is we were standing outside the house show and expire's van was pulling in and they start unloading all their gear and josh their vocalist is unloading stuff and ted like wanders up to him and goes hey josh he's all right like, you're making me sound awkward what's up right and now. he's like you remember me i'm i'm the that's shovel i'm exactly the guy who yelled shovel <laughs> and josh just looks at him and goes oh yeah i remember you <laughs> That all that all started at the uh, beat kitchen. Uh, not the first time I saw him at the beat kitchen, but the uh, second or third. Oh, when they time? actually said, "Okay, here's shovel." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's halfway, Wonderwall. Halfway, <laughs> half towards 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 the end towards the end of the set. Who keeps screaming? Who keeps screaming? Shovel. We don't have a song called Shovel. <laughs> oh, I see. I see what you're doing. And then the next the next time I would catch them would be with um with uh, stick to your guns and uh, straight from the path and knocked loose of course I start screaming shovel again and Josh hey yeah I remember you <laughs> you were doing um, that the last time but yeah expire you are loved you will be missed and I guarantee the music will continue to influence hardcore kids punk rockers heavy metal kids just music fans for years and years to come. Yeah, listen, when's the reunion tour? Though? Um, <laughs> if you want to support the guys, Zach, their guitarist, is current, project, is currently Stone. singing in a band called Stone. They've got an EP out on Six Feet Under Records called Fear Grips. Seriously, go check it out. Um, unless anyone has any last-minute things they'd like to add about Expire, I think... With the mention of Stone, are there any up-and-coming bands y'all have been listening to that you'd like to give a shout-out? Easy Money. Easy Money. <laughs> Actually, though, Easy Money is, like, one of my favorite most re- 
probably my favorite most recent hardcore band. Like, because you never hear of like bands coming from like the Southwest Arizona area, mm-hmm. and suddenly like these guys are popping up and like getting really like pre- booking like pretty sweet tours and like playing all these weird shows. Like they opened for Fat Nick a while ago, who's a Florida rapper. And, like, they're just, like, a really tight band that, like, are really great. Like, I can tell they got, like, a lot of, like, great musicianship along with, like, being super heavy and sweet. So, shout out to Easy Money. Um, yeah, so, anyone, you guys Ted, you been listening to anything? Um, other than my usual, which is uh, AFI Comeback Kid, AFI Expire. They're not up-and-coming bands, AFI, Ted. AFI, is there anyone you want to hype? Expire. Is there anyone people should go check out? Uh, yeah, you know what? I gotta fucking look up who these guys are. I met this kid when I was out in, um, when I was out at the, uh, America's Hardcore Fest in, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. This kid, he's from, uh, he's from L.A., and we ended up keeping in contact. He actually just threw up a link yesterday for a demo him and his boys put out, Throw It Off demo by, Throw It Off. (laughs) You can check him out at, uh, Throw It Off HC course hardcore.bandcamp.com they got kind of a um you know i don't really want to compare them to anyone because i mean once i state like a comparison a comparison whatever whatever i compare them to the listener is gonna like have that in mind to expect them to sound like that probably so i just say go check them out if you love like good old og hardcore of course there's lots of Incredible, incredibly There's talented bands in the um, Chicago area, through and through I and could, through. Of I course. could sit around through just listing off local bands that are insane. Um, through and through are an insane, insanely through good, through and through. <laughs> insanely good local hardcore band. Um, a local straight edge band, Decline, just got signed to New yes, Age Records. That's congratulations, right. so congratulations to them. Um, we like we've mentioned them a few uh when we were talking about expire karma bitter thoughts malintent all amazing midwest bands um drowning still bashing trash cans on kids heads and i boy when i when i see that show on friday i'm going to be on the sidelines towards the back also like shout out the truth from indiana those guys are sick we've as seen hell. them Um, I proudly fly the Atlanta hardcore flag. Um, we, there are so many sick bands down there. Full measures, revenge season, threat level, abuse of power. I want to give a shout out to them. They're about to go on tour with terror and God's hate. That's huge. Um, pay to come, uh, uh, another Atlanta band that I predict they are going to blow up. Everyone should go and listen to pay to come. Um, delinquents give delinquents a listen where give are they from again a- delinquents are a great band milwaukee right yeah, we got they, are from milwaukee. they got they got the zach deer from expire uh seal of approval seal of approval we got to see them open for expire they were insanely good did you see the uh interview that i think it was johnny gorman from iowa put up with zach because because like they were like zach's choice local band to open the show so the final expire so show. So if that tells you anything about them, um, also shout out to my buddies in One Force and Not on My Watch, two more Atlanta bands, um, Dope Fiend, Sick Band, uh, Slow Fire Pistol. If you're into like the slower, more emotional stuff, that is an amazing band for you to check out. You should, those guys are 
Um, Going back to uh, the Midwest, uh, source of hate, source of hate, source of hate's fucking solid. Who else? Who else is there? There's. Who else is there? I don't want this to turn into a a, a band yeah. list, but um, there's so many good bands out there. All of these bands we've mentioned have band camps. Just like Google the band name and then Bandcamp, and you should get a link. And we hope um, to uh, hope to interview some of them, find out like more information about them. Just sit down, like if any of you are, if anyone from those bands are listening and would like to come on here and talk about music your band your story with music matter of fact you don't even got to be in a band i mean like we're well we're we're kind of in a that's that's not important but i mean if you're just like a show go or even if you're a photographer someone involved somehow in the music scene whatever you're doing you want to come on we'd be glad to just like kick back and just like talk some shit about music and what's going on what what shows are what shows are coming up any favorite albums? Are there any shows coming up you'd guys like to draw attention to? Um, to anyone listening? Okay, really quick. Just we want, just before we leave the band thing, quick shout out to Minnesota Hardcore. Shout out More Weight. Shout out Fenced In. Go listen. Straight ja- Go More listen weight. to the split. The More Weight Straight, straight Jacket, jacket split. split. It's go sick. listen to that. You won't uh, regret it. Shout out Wander. Shout out. Well, these guys are from Iowa. Shout out Artorias and Cut the Tongue. Those are both Iowa bands. Um, I, did I already say Fenced In? I believe so. Shout out Fenston. They don't have music yet, but you better keep looking. Shout out Hard Lesson. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one, and I know that if I miss one, my friends are going to be angry at me. No, I think that's everybody. Okay. We can bring you back to like give a full rundown of Minnesota hardcore well, sometime. We will definitely I'm do making it. And y'all can y'all can expect an Atlanta hardcore episode coming from me. But uh before we end it here, are there any shows coming up that anyone wants to bring up? Uh, off the top of my head locally, I do not remember the exact bill by no. There's a show coming up on St. Paddy's Day here in Chicago. Yeah, Drowning Cold is Life, Delinquents, and uh, I blood hate to money? leave out someone. It might blood be Blood Money. money. Yeah. And is what playing or the truth? Um, I believe it might be what. We want to get that clarified. I know that Wait, there's a... Yeah. Is Turncoat playing that show? Turncoat. Turncoat is playing. I'm... I'm, I'm just confused because there's also another one that Drowning is playing, like, out in um, Detroit. No, not, not Detroit. Detroit. It's like Moline, Illinois. Oh, Moline, Illinois. And that's that's with my that's with Cut the Tongue, and that's why I know about that one. I've been getting those it's, two mixed it's up. It's Cold as Life, Drowning, Turncoat, What, Delinquents, and Blood Money. March 17th at the Cobra Lounge, $20, doors are at 7 if you're interested. Bring your helmet and knee pads. <laughs> uh, be, sure you, be sure that you reserve a room at uh, Rush Medical Center because you know that you're going to need to see a fucking doctor and get an x-ray of your, of your head after that show. And uh, as a second time, the lineup is Cold as Life, Drowning, Turncoat, What, Delinquents, and Blood Money. On the seventeenth, the Cobra Lounge. It's twenty bucks. The doors are at seven. If anyone's interested in that, one ass beating after another. Uh, before we cut it, these are a little ways out, but I do want to draw attention to two fests happening in the southeast. On May sixth, there is Greer Fest happening in Greensboro, North Carolina. This lineup is stacked, and it's a mix of everything. You've got Jesus Peace, really heavy, like yeah, stuff. Rhythm of Fear, nice and thrashy. Uh, Rapid Change, really fun, like. Youth Crew Straight Edge Band, Revenge Season, 
uh, Refocus, Watchdogs, Joy, really sick Southeast bands all playing together if you can make it. Um, in Atlanta on June 3rd, we are uh, Morgan Rutledge of our band Revenge Season, our local band Revenge Season in Atlanta. Another it's great uh, another, charitable organization. Another, yeah. Um, is doing a show called Mosh for Dogs with the lineup. Include the lineup includes Vatican, Joy, Revenge Season, Force Neglect, Watchdogs, Full Measures, Threat Level. Again, another lineup with a lot of sick bands. And all proceeds for that show go to the Orphan Annie Animal Rescue, and that's at No Man's Land Skate Park. If you can make it out, those are two great fests that if you can make it, I would highly recommend going. Would you to. say the Mosh for Paws, Mosh for Dogs one? This is? one is called Mosh for Dogs. Mosh for, Mosh dogs. for Paws is in New Jersey. I yeah, that's right. When's this one going on? This one is in June 3rd. I'm probably not going to make it home for that, and I'm really bummed. Oh, because I um, was going to say I could probably make it to that, but we'll be the sense going down to, go. to Atlanta. Hey, where's Jay? <laughs> um, what about you, Nico? Do you got anything you got coming any up? any shows you want to hype? Anything um, going on in the Twin Cities? Uh, def- there definitely is. Let me just go through my events because, like, I'm just, like, I've been like a little bit removed for a minute, but I would say to anyone looking to get involved in more local shows, just like ask around like is like as much as hardcore kids like to shit on the internet, go on Facebook, find a local hardcore group. Friend everybody. Friend everyone. Everybody. By the way, oh sorry to go for it. Uh the show. It's it's short leash, war prayer, delinquents, and more weight at the garage on That is a stacked lineup. Yeah, it is. Sunday at seven at the garage in Burnsville, Minnesota. Shout out to Short Leash too. They're freaking insane. Anyway. <laughs> I am sure I'm never an out today. Um I think that just about does. Is there anything anyone else wants to mention or say before we like wrap up here? We'll see you in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Hey, if anyone has any, if any of y'all have any recommendations or just want to say hey or talk about anything on the podcast, uh, recommend stuff you want us to talk about, stuff we should listen to, any shows we might not know about, or if anyone wants to come on and talk, if you have an interesting story, we'd love to at least hear what you want to tell. That's Uh, the whole deal about it. Drop us a storytelling. (laughs) Drop us a line at just riffin. That's uh, just. R I F F I N dot podcast at gmail dot com and we will respond as soon as we see it and talk it over. Uh thanks for listening, guys. I apologize for how awkward this was. It's our first episode, but uh It's a pilot, but I mean we'll we'll be back and we'll follow have, us on we'll SoundCloud, follow us on Facebook. Uh we're hoping to do a lot more of these, so we'll catch you next time. Absolutely.